This is Writing Excuses, episode, or season two, episode two. Fifteen minutes long, because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. And I'm Howard. Okay, we got it right that time. And we have special guest star, Brandon Mole, the other Brandon. I guess Say I'm hi. the other Brandon. Say hi. Hey, I'm the other Brandon. Okay, tell us about yourself. What, you, what do you do? Um, what's going on? All that stuff. Um, I, write, I write the Fablehaven series, one other book, The Candy Shop War. Fablehaven's a wildlife refuge that is... Uh, for like magical for creatures. magical creatures, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um, somewhere in my mind, I know that Brandon is um, is is very modest, but he's also a New York Times best-selling author, and we reined him here in here at Mountain Con to sit on a couple podcasts with us. So um, I figured this is a good I think chance. Press ganged is probably yeah. a better uh-huh. better. Yeah, term. we threw chairs at him when he was trying to get away from us. Uh, managed to trip him. Uh, very Jackie Chan. Um, we're going to do a podcast on how to write for children. Uh, we haven't done one of these yet, and um, since. Three of the four of us um, write for children, and I think four of the four of us are children. Um, <laughs> I think it will be very inappropriate panel. Are you counting me in the three? Uh, I know I was actually counting. Dan's is being released as a young adult. Let's okay. define, yeah. first of all, children. Okay, children's. That's a good point, because when we say children's fiction, people think picture books. When I say children's fiction, I'm meaning something different. I'm meaning the, um, the publishing terms, children's fiction. That goes all the way up to 18-year-olds is children's fiction. Um, when we, we break children's fiction up, we've got picture books, we've got chapter books, we've got middle grade, we've got young adult. Um, Alcatraz is actually middle grade. Um, Fablehaven? It would be probably middle grade. Middle grade, yeah. What are they doing with a uh, serial killer? Mine is being released young adult. Young adult. So middle grade is like that kind of fourth through eighth grade um, zone, and young adult kind of goes down to eighth grade and then up to end of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know nothing about writing chapter books. Um, I can barely read them. So, I mean, I'm just not, not that high a reading level. Um, let's ask questions. <laughs> um, uh, let's, let's talk about um, when you sit down to write your books, do you think about, I'm going to write for this age group? Um, or do you think about it a different way? Let's start with, with mold. Do you target middle grade? Okay. When I'm writing a book, no matter what I'm writing, mm-hmm. I've got to target me. I've got to write something I think is cool. Okay. Right? But then I keep the audience present. I keep the audience in the back of my mind as far as what do I include and what do I, um, how, like, level, the level of penetration on the thinking. Right. You know, I, I kind of go a little bit lighter. Okay. So that it, so that it stays, like, um, kind of dialogue-driven and visually-driven. Okay. It's kind of like they're watching a movie, the kid's watching a movie. Okay. And then uh, I, I try to, I, I, and obviously I pull back on content on the violence. It's not real gory. We're, we're, we're pulling back from that okay. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Dan? Do you keep an age group audience in mind? Uh, not especially. Um, my book's a weird anomaly because, I mean, Brandon Mull said it really well, that you, you got to write for yourself first of all. And so I was, I was writing for myself, and that meant I wanted to write about serial killers. I made the main <laughs> character a kid because I thought it would be really creepy. Um, but as a nice side effect, it also makes it young adult. Um, and my book's actually being released as both. Um, depending on which country you're in and, and which release it's going to be. It's, being co- it's coming out as adult mainstream and as young adult. And so my audience, I guess, is young adults who have a really high reading level <laughs> um, because I have not really pulled back on the, uh, the violence and I have not really pulled back on the, uh, on the, the, the well, intellectual that's, aspect. Yeah, that's something important to point out. Um, one of the big differences between the middle grade and the young adult genre 
is whether they're edited for content or not. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people who are aspiring writers don't really even understand that there are two different genres. And it's a very, there's a very big difference there. Middle grade books are generally paid for and um, given to kids by adults. Um, you've got the librarians suggesting them. You've got the parents buying them for the kids. Um, not always, but generally, you're getting it. They're, they're going filtered through an adult. Mm -hmm. Young adult is the age group where they're buying for themselves. Um, and that actually changes the genres quite a bit, um, how they're approached. Um, now, there are young adult books that are edited for content. But in general, a rule of thumb is young adult doesn't have to edit for content. Um, middle grade does. You keep that in mind, you said, Mole? Yeah. Um, as far as content, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I, I keep it in mind. And, and another thing I just thought of yeah. is is simply the age of your protagonist yeah. has a lot to do it with does. what you're writing it for. Really you does. know what I mean? Because I try to write my kids like kids. I write my adults yeah. like adults. And if mm -hmm. my point of view character is a kid, it's going to have a flavor that it's middle grade. Yeah, absolutely. Howard, do you keep an age group in mind when you're writing? Um, How, no. Do you know if your if your comic what age group your comic scales to? Do you have do you have teenage readers? My, Do you have younger well, teenage readers? Yeah, absolutely. My, yeah. Well, my 10-year-old uh, picked up uh, Tub of Happiness uh, a while back and, and said this to uh, his mom, to uh, Sandra, said, Mom, this, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I, got a, I got a kick out of. A couple of kids his age in the ward are huge fans of the comic. And in fact, the latest book, uh, The Terraport Wars, um, the... Uh, Oh, I can just flip to the last page and read it uh, for Tanner and Garrett, who embarrass me at church by telling me how much they love my comic. Do you kids have any idea how much I like being cool? Um, uh, so age 10, okay. uh, age 13, age 14, they're getting it. I'm not dumbing it down. I, okay. I must just already well, that's, write at that's, that level. That's one thing I want to say. I don't think you have to dumb down to write for kids. In fact, I don't, I don't like the concept. But I do think you need to write, so, in some ways, more simplistically. So how do you write more? Is that the right way to even look at it? I, how you know do what you, I'm doing? Yeah. I'm, in, I'm writing a comic. There's yeah. pictures on every page. <laughs> there are? There, there's accessibility built into my form that goes all the way down to the five-year-old. They're not gonna get it, but they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna open it up and look at it. So how can you write something for um, a younger audience that is not writing down to them? Well, how do you not write down to your audience, yet at the same time write it for them? Okay, so, so part of it is that. Part of it is that you write the kid as the kid, you write an adult as an adult. Right. If, if the adults sound like adults when they're talking, kids, kids know what that sounds like. That's uh -huh. how they experience the world. And so, that, and so that, you can get around that as long as there's not too much of it. Um, I, I won't go out of my way to get hard vocab. If I notice I'm starting to drop a lot of hard vocab, I'll try to pull that back and, and right. say things a little yeah. bit simpler. But it's not about it's not about saying it dumb. Kids are pretty smart. You just yeah. trying to write pretty clear and and uh, and not overload on the heavy vocab, and, and that's it. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I'm, I actually don't even I, I don't even edit for vocab until the revision, and during a revision, I will pay attention to that when I write it straight through. Um, when I what I'm looking to do when I'm writing for children, the difference is I'm looking to write shorter because I'm writing middle grade. Middle grade books are shorter. Uh, mm -hmm. YA can get pretty big, but middle grade, we want to keep them short. And I want these, my books to be snappy and quick. And so I'm writing them shorter. I'm writing one viewpoint instead of six or seven. Um, and so in that, way, in that way, I am making it simpler. I'm writing one viewpoint. But I'm not writing that viewpoint. I'm not trying to make the, the plot any less complex. I'm not trying to make the characters any less complex or the, or the dialogue or the setting any less, less complex. 
But at the same time, I am trying to write it for the audience. Dan, do you have? My, uh, my daughter, I've got a seven-year-old daughter, and uh, she just read a book called uh, Some Fairy in the Berry Battle. I can't remember the, the name of the fairy. Anyway, it's this dopey little like uh, Disney fairy book that was mass-produced by somebody. However, she loved it, and the, whole, the, the plot was about um, this very deep idea of, about misunderstandings being escalated to the point of war. And that's a really big idea. And she loved it because they didn't dumb that down for her. They put it in terms she could understand with fairies and hamsters and stuff, but uh, throwing berries at each other. Because they're always fighting. <laughs> yeah. They are. The, those hamsters, we can't keep yeah. them apart. War hamsters. But, and, and so I think that's a big, a big part of not writing down, is making sure that you, your ideas are big. Mm -hmm. um, even if your words are maybe a little smaller or your characters are younger, uh, the, the stories themselves can be about very important things. Okay. Today's Writing Excuses is brought to you by Writing Excuses, the CD. Season one, all packed onto one disc, nine hours long, because you're no longer in that much of a hurry. And we are geniuses. Available at poddisc.com and wherever fine poddisc.com CDs are sold. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, dialogue. How do you write dialogue um, from the viewpoint of children, how do you write your children's dialogue? I asked this specifically at Bull because, I, as I've told him before, I think his children's dialogue is the, some of the best I've ever read written. They, it sounds like kids in a way that just I, I haven't been able to replicate myself. How do you write kids' dialogue? Um, part of it is that voice is still alive inside of me. That voice I had when I was a kid is, is just there. So part of it is just I, I, I'm, I'm mining something that I remember, like the way I spoke and the way my siblings spoke. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, dialogue's hard. Di dialogue's so instinctual. I, th I think when I'm thinking kids, I'm, re I'm trying to remember how much, um, how much kids bicker, how much they kind of, how much they kind of, sometimes they simplify, like they, they think in these simple, like kind of absolute terms sometimes, like, yeah. I hate my sister. And, and that's true in that moment. And then it's not true the next moment, though. You know what I mean? Like, certain ideas like that sometimes help me. Like, remember how emotionally volatile kids can be. Okay. Um, that's Dan? not very helpful. Sorry. No, that that is <laughs> helpful. I think really that's very helpful. helpful. You, um, how do you, how do you write, kids? Well, teens. Well, I don't. Ha, <laughs> this this is a weird question to ask me because my main character is very mature. He's mm -hmm. remarkably mature, uh, which is part of the whole point of the series. But you write um, other kids. Um, yeah, and like, the other kids yeah. do sound very distinctively different from yeah. him, and a lot of that is I make them less self-aware. Um, they, my, my main character, John, always knows what he is doing and he always knows why he is doing it. Uh, the other kids are much more emotional. They're driven uh, by the moment. They're driven by what they want to do and, and they don't necessarily understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, that's okay. the main thing I keep in mind when I write the rest of the kids. Um, you know, something else I want to say on this topic um, is that one of the, the best ways I've found to write for kids is to consider conflicts that kids would find interesting. Um, and that also helps put your book into the right age category is, you know, what, what are they interested in? People complain about the YA genre because um, sometimes there are so many things happening in high school. But guess what? What are the kids interested in? What is their, what are their conflicts? What are teens' conflicts? They're gonna be high school. They're gonna be these interpersonal relationships and things like this. And, you know, looking and saying, what are they interested in? What is the conflict? Can really help you write um, a book for them. 
Um, do you ever consider that, um, Mull? And if so, you know, or is that just a no? No, I, I, I try to, I, I do try to keep in mind what I liked to see in a book as a kid. And I'm sometimes reminded of that right. as I visit schools. Like, like I'm thinking certain things are cool about the book, but what the kid wants to know is what monsters in the book, what creatures are <laughs> yeah. at Fablehaven. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, oh yeah, make sure there's cool creatures in there. Make sure something blows up. Make sure somebody gets punched in the face. Make sure, you know what I mean? Like, make sure I get that same stuff. Make sure cool, dumb stuff happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Um, Howard? Uh, pass. I, I got Do you nothing. write dialogue? Do you have, you've had some kids show up. Um, you particularly had a teenage character show up recently, haven't you? Is she teenage? You know what? I'm not at liberty to discuss that right oh. now. Oh. Plot hole. Oh, great. Not plot hole, plot, plot twist. Device. That's right. It's never a plot hole. It's always, we're going to fix that. Or we're pl <laughs> we've are we got that in mind. Okay. Um, I've got a whole book that's the size of a cork for that plot hole. Oh, so. well, yeah. that's very interesting. All right. Um, one thing I've heard a lot is um, that people will write a young adult book um, well, they'll actually write it as an adult and then send it in and it'll end up um, being packaged differently. Um, this happened to me, this happened to Shannon Hale. Um, and the reason that it happened, she wrote an adult book and I said, you know, this is actually young adult. I wrote a book that I thought was young adult and then they said, you know what, this is actually middle grade. Dan, I think you wrote your character at middle grade and then they said, this is young adult. How can we keep from actually writing it? it does it matter or do we just fix it in post? How do we keep it on age? Like, that's a really hard thing to do, I think, a 13-year-old to a 16-year-old. What are the different things that are happening in those different you know, age I don't, groups? I don't know that that's important until you're writing the second book in the series. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we all have to write the second book in the series. Mm -hmm. So how do we do it? I mean, part of it is in YA, you're going to get a lot more internal dialogue. You're going to get okay. a lot deeper penetration into your yeah. character's mind. So if you want to go way deep, like, because think... If that point of view of that character is all brooding about themselves and how others perceive them and, and how their feelings and reactions to the scene more than what's going on in the uh -huh. scene, that's going to feel more YA. Okay. And, 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 if, and, and if the character is, um, isn't quite so heavily, heavily introspective and the scenes are a little more dramatized, okay. like, like you, I, could, you, I could, think you could see yeah. it as a movie, that's, that's one thing you can look no, at. No, I think that's a very good point because if you look at some of the best-selling YA right now, we've got things like Twilight... Um, we've got things that are very introspective. Yeah, think about how you're in yeah, that yeah. main character's head yeah. in Twilight. Yeah. Dan, how do you keep it, how do you keep it straight? Um, well, when I uh, initially was writing mine, I had the main character 12 years old. Again, because I was trying to just make him creepy. And a, a creepy 12-year-old is a little creepier than a creepy 15-year-old. Um, however, everyone who read it said, this actually needs to be YA. He needs to be older. And so I made him older. And now in writing the second book, uh, what I've done, and, and you can still see the vestiges of this in the first book, it's very insular. It is a kid and his family and very little else. And uh, that's kind of a holdover from that young idea. And now that he is a teenager, and I'm writing that from the ground up, it's much more social. Uh, he is out there with um, other kids much more. Um, you get a lot more social interaction, more girls, uh, things like that that like we've discussed before, that's more of the conflicts that the teens are interested yeah. in. I think that's a, a very good point to bring out. Um, if we're talking about the difference between YA and middle grade um, girls or boys, so to speak, um, um, middle grade is not going to focus on the romance very much at all. I mean, you can have little kind of hints at it, um, but you know, middle grade kids aren't going to be as interested. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what they're looking for. 
YA kid, you know, why young adults, I should just call them teens. Teens, what <laughs> are they interested? Think about your teenage years. What, what were you interested in? Um, and that's why something like Twilight will be so dominated by romance. Um, when, I'm, when I'm writing, I wrote Alcatraz as young adult, I thought. But, you know, at the back at that time, I didn't really understand the difference between the two. But <laughs> I, I wrote him, I, Alcatraz, I think, was 15 or 16. Um, and I turned it in, and, and several people said, you know, this is actually middle grade. And I didn't understand until I had a lot of explanation. What, and I finally started to understand what Mole said earlier, which is the reason Alcatraz is, is middle grade is it's, it's actually not very introspective. Um, yes, you've got these asides where he's saying funny things, but what's happening is it's focusing on a kind of a quick, dynamic plot. Bam, mm -hmm. bam, bam. We're having an adventure story. Um, it's an adventure story with lots of screwy, crazy things happening and things like this. Um, but he's got an yeah. alliance with a, I assume, a, you know, attractive, capable girl. Yes. And there is no romance yeah. Yeah. between the yeah. two of them. There's, Hello, middle yeah. grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, my final question for the panel is um, just kind of a general one. Why? Why write for children? What do you gain? What are the benefits? Why do you do it? Um, and we'll just go ahead and we'll start with, the, with Brandon over there and then we'll just, we'll just go down the line. Okay, well for me, Fablehaven was a story I wanted to tell. I, I really like this idea of this wildlife park for magical creatures and I felt like that idea lent itself to being for kids. It, just, it, it didn't feel like a heavy, serious adult book about the wildlife park hidden near your house where there's magical creatures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, but to a kid, that, uh, to me, like, you know, a kid, a kid is, and not that adults don't like it, adults right. like it, but it, it feels like more a kid premise. And oh, I'm so, just thinking of Fablehaven as, you know, an inconvenient truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, That's, yeah. Dan, why? Why, Ryan, did you? Can you even answer? Because you didn't. You yeah, just I, I didn't down? set out to, but mm -hmm. again, I, my main audience is, you know, adults and teenagers with adult reading levels, which is what I was. You know, this goes back to the idea that you write for yourself. I, I write for kids because I was a kid when I started reading, and that was very important to me, and I want to give other kids the same sense of wonder and same opportunities to explore new ideas that I had. I think that's okay. a great opportunity. Um, the reason I write for kids, the reason I write the Alcatraz books, and the reason I, I wanted them to be kids' books is a, a couple things. The main thing being, um, the wonderful thing about the children's genre is that it's not divided by genre. It's actually divided by age group, which what that means is, is on the shelf, your science fiction book, your fantasy book, your, your realistic book, your mystery book, they're all shelved next to each other. And what that gains you is the ability to genre bust like there's no tomorrow. It doesn't matter. In sci-fi fantasy, if you're genre busting, you have to do it very carefully, and it can get you into trouble, and it can make you hard, it hard to sell the book. Um, if you, you know, if it, but in children's, you write for the age group, and what it allowed me to do is write Alcatraz, which is partially a fantasy, partially a farce. Um, it, it just lets me do all sorts of weird things with history and politics and, um, and, and you know, old classical Greek philosophy. I can put all of this stuff into the book, and it doesn't matter because it genre busts. Um, I think the other, and the other reason I write for children actually is that same reason, taking a little bit different spin, it's that children are more accepting. Um, children will let you get away with things you can't get away with. When I write my epic fantasies, and I love epic fantasy, um, it's, you know, it's my first love, and I will always do it, and I love these aspects about it, but in epic fantasy, your story has to be very, very consistent, um, and there's a solemnity to it. Even if your characters are making jokes, even if you have humor, 
the world is serious. The world takes itself seriously, and it is another place that you're going to, which I love, and that's what, what I want about it. But to do something different, I wanted to do a book that was self-aware, that was poking fun at itself, that could be a humor book, but didn't just have to be a humor book. An adult, it, sometimes, you know, if you write a book that's funny, well, that's a humor book. In kids, it can be a sci-fi, it can be a fantasy, and it can be a humor all at once, and they'll take it. They'll let you be tongue-in-cheek one moment and let you be serious the next moment. And, you know, my humor worked so much better when I was writing it in that vein than when I tried to write it for adults, because for adults, it had to be a humor book. For kids, it could be a book that was just humorous. Um, I think we're out of time. We were four minutes ago. Okay, this has been Writing Excuses. <laughs> Thanks. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like... Do you want to do a one-on-one -on -one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus.